Hello there, I'm Dwayne McCrary. I'm the team leader for Adult Explore the Bible, and this week I'm being joined by David Briscoe. David, thank you for joining us, and, and remind us a little bit about the role you play again on the Explore the Bible team. Thank you, Dwayne. I'm glad to be here. Uh, I serve as the uh, content editor for the Explore the Bible commentary. So this is an extra resource. Uh, leaders or learners can use this uh, to uh, dig deeper into the uh, scripture text and to find background and uh, help with uh, the meaning of phrases and words. So glad to be here. Uh, session 11, we're looking at Ephesians 5, uh, verses 15 through 21. Um, believers are encouraged to walk wisely and to depend on the Holy Spirit for direction in this section of Scripture. Chapters 1 through 3, Paul has talked about us being sealed and about the indwelling of the Holy Spirit from a theological standpoint. Now he's kind of getting to the so what. How does that play out in everyday life? Uh, verses 15 through 17, he talks about us being wise. He warned his readers about the need to be wise and careful in all things, including how they invest their time. We're going to talk more about that in just a minute. He encourages believers to focus on living according to God's will, being careful to live in light of God's wisdom. Verse 18, he talks about being filled. He urged all believers to be controlled by the Holy Spirit, not by things that lead to reckless living. We're to surrender to the control of the Holy Spirit and yield to Him on a regular basis. In verses 19 through 21, then Paul identifies actions that result from being filled with the Spirit. These are genuine actions. He talks about singing and speaking God's Word, having an attitude of thanksgiving, and submitting to other believers. Uh, these attitudes, they're, they're what's impacted by the Holy Spirit living in us as believers. We see the issues here of the Holy Spirit, the nature of salvation, seeing of the Spirit, how all that works. We also see this issue of investing our time. Uh, let's, let's begin there, David. Verse 16, uh, we see this idea of making the most of your time. Um, let's think of it in terms of how do we differentiate between investing our time and spending our time. All right. Uh, let, let me remind us and remind our uh, hearers that um, the Greeks had two words for time. And one was Chronos, from which we get our English word chronological. Uh, but chronos was just the, the calendar time, the, the time on your watch. It's the tick, tick, tick of time. Another Greek word is kairos, and kairos is the word that Paul uses here. And it refers to a season of time. Uh, it can even refer to an opportune time, that is an opportunity. So in thinking about time, let me give us a couple of principles to start with. One is uh, that time, in, first of all, in, in the macro sense, for example, from the time that creation began until now and until it ends, this natural world, this creation that God has made, history, in other words, time is history, uh, that's a gift from God. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't create it. Uh, God made it. And in the same way, time in the personal sense. In other words, uh, I was born and there will come the day when I will die. So that span of time between my birth, even my conception, and my physical death 
is time, and it's a gift from God. So in the macro sense, in the personal sense, that's a, that's a first principle there. Time is God's gift to us. And the second principle that I want us to keep in mind is that in this life, our time is finite. So I'm not going to live as long as there is time, the, the macro sense. But I've got this slice of time that God is giving me. And so I'm not an owner of it. I am a manager of it. I'm a steward of it. Just as we steward our money and, and other gifts that we have, other things that we have, my time is something that I am a steward of. It's a gift from God. So in light of those principles, uh, Paul was, was urging the Ephesian believers and us not just to spend time. You think about uh, the idea of spending something and the idea of investing or using the opportunity, the phrase making the most of really carries the idea of redeeming something, of purchasing it, of buying it back. Uh, it could even carry the idea of, of trading or bartering. So, so think about it in this way. If I play a three-hour round of golf today, well, I am trading three hours of my lifetime for that experience. Now, I can also, during that three hours of time, perhaps share the gospel with someone that I'm playing with. So that time becomes something that I'm not only just spending in that experience, but it's an opportunity that I'm investing in by sharing the gospel with someone that's, that's playing golf with me. And you can translate that into any, any activity that you do throughout the day. The idea of taking it as an opportunity. And that's what Paul was calling Christians to do. Make the most of it. You've got this finite amount of time in your life today. Make the most of it for Christ. The uh, Verse 18, David, we have this issue of um, don't be drunk, but be filled with the Spirit. What can we do as teachers to keep the focus of this lesson on being filled with the Spirit and not on the consumption of alcohol? Well, the first thing I think that uh, I would say is that if you read that passage, uh, Paul's emphasis is not on the matter of drinking. He's using that really as an illustration, a contrasting illustration uh, of... The issues being controlled. That's right. What's, what's going to control you? And it was just uh, an awareness that Paul had and that we have that if you're under the influence of alcohol, if you're intoxicated, if you're drunk, then you're not really in uh, very good control of your faculties. You will say and do things that you never imagined that you might say and do. And some of those can be dangerous. Some of them can be unwise. Some of them can even be sinful. The opposite of that, that really what Paul was trying to get to, was to be controlled, be filled with the Spirit. Because when you're filled with the Spirit, that means the Spirit is controlling every aspect about you, everything about you. So uh, really, if, if, uh, you know, if someone is... 
tries to kind of railroad the conversation to, to drinking and to get off on that, I would say to the teacher just, you know, use gentleness, uh, but firmly uh, steer the conversation back to what the main point is that, uh, you know, we're talking about what's controlling you. And uh, alcohol is one of those things that can control you to your detriment. But the idea is that as a believer, you let the Spirit control you. This filled with the Spirit, um, is this a requirement for salvation? Is it proof of our salvation? Um, if so, how do we know? Uh, the Bible skill talks some about that, I believe. We look at some passages in Luke and some passages in Acts. Um, we're asked to determine if these are one-time experiences or something that is repeated over time. Uh, we're asked also about uh, if these are earned or given freely by God, and then what are the results of the Holy Spirit filling in these verses. And then based on reading those passages and answering those questions, we write a summary statement based on what we've discovered. Uh, so, so David, help us think through that a little bit. Well, I would call attention as well, not only to the Bible skill, but to the key doctrine that is uh, included in the session as well. And, and the key doctrine here is on the Holy Spirit. And it's the statement that says, at the moment of regeneration, the Holy Spirit baptizes every believer into the body of Christ. So in terms of a person's salvation, uh, being filled with the Spirit is, is not a requirement for salvation, but it is a result of salvation. You the, the Spirit of God takes up residence in your life when you put your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, it's the indwelling thing. It is the, the indwelling. The Spirit comes into your life and, and transforms you and makes you alive in Christ. Uh, now, is it, a, is it a proof or a result of our salvation? Uh, well, I'd say yes. It, it does indicate to us. It's one of uh, proofs that, uh, yes, indeed, Christ does live in me. The Spirit indwells me uh, because my life has, is being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So uh, we, we don't receive just part of the Spirit at conversion. We, we receive the Holy Spirit. We receive uh, all of the Spirit uh, as, as a whole. But we can hinder the Spirit. We can grieve the Spirit through disobedience. We don't lose the Spirit uh, if we're saved, and we don't even lose part of the Spirit uh, when we're disobedient, but we can hinder and grieve the Spirit. Uh, so the idea of being filled by the Spirit, uh, I, would, I would call attention just to the, to the grammar of that. Uh, the, the verb, be filled, is in the present tense, it, which means it's ongoing action. So you, you keep on being filled. It's also a verb that's in the passive voice, which means that the believer is receiving the action. The Spirit is the one doing the filling. I don't fill my life with the Spirit. The Spirit fills me. And then the verb is imperative. Uh, it's present tense, it's passive voice, but it's imperative, which means it's a command. It's uh, it's not an option. So let for it us. happen. Let it happen. And so, if if you could imagine uh, a husband and wife, and one of those two decides, well, I'm going to lock this room uh, in my house to 
my spouse. I'm not going to let my spouse into that room. And so your spouse is still your spouse. Your spouse is still in the house with you, but you're not letting the spouse into one room. Well, that's how we hinder the spirit. That's how we uh, grieve the spirit when we are not letting the Holy Spirit fill us completely, control us completely. When we are filled with the Spirit, when we let God completely fill us, we open the doors to all of those rooms in our life. Uh, nothing is kept back from Him. Nothing is, every aspect of your life uh, is given over to the control of the Spirit. You don't hold anything back from Him. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's being filled. Yeah, that idea of dwelling is the idea of being comfortable in every part. Exactly. Uh, in every area. And so it works with this feeling in that he feels comfortable enough to, to go in every part because we've opened the door, and when we open the door, it happens. Um, the manifestation, I think, is important here for us to realize verse 19 and 20, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing. So really there's a change in, in, what you, uh, in, your, in your attitude. Um, you also say always giving thanks. All of these are attitudes. It's a change in in your identity, um, in how you uh, view life, um, how people um, hear you, how they, they, they relate to you in verses 19 and 20. So really the evidence of being filled with the Spirit is seen in 19 and 20. And I would add one, one other thing to that, and, and that is where Paul writes in Galatians 5, 22 to 23 uh, about the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so here... You ask, well, how can, how can we know we're filled with the Spirit? Well, here's, here's the way. Now, Paul writes in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, that, that when you're filled with the Spirit, you consistently produce the fruit of the Spirit, and that's things like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. If those things are happening in your life on a consistent basis... And growing. And growing, you're filled with the Spirit. That's what it means to be filled with the Spirit. Any other things you would, you would have to share about this particular passage, verses 15 through 21? No, but I hope uh, all of our uh, ETB audience has a great time looking at this passage and reminding themselves to make the most of every opportunity they have. Their lives are finite, my life is finite, and we need to make the most for Christ. We look forward to teaching this lesson. I know I am as I challenge the group I teach, to depend on the Holy Spirit in every area of their life. Thank you for being with us. Next week, session 12, we'll be looking at Ephesians 5, 22 through 6, 4, dealing with family. Look forward to, talk, to, to visiting with you next week uh, on that particular session. Thank you much and God bless. <music>